One of the challenges to addressing the mental health needs of New Yorkers is a lack of trained personnel to provide mental health services. In recognition of this dynamic, the Mental Health Association of New York State and a Japanese pharmaceutical company have teamed up on steps New York policymakers can take to support careers in the mental health profession. To discuss the recommendations, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Glenn Liebman, CEO of the Mental Health Association of New York State. Welcome back to the show, Glenn. Hey, David. How are you? I'm good. So your first priority has to do with the creation of a qualified mental health associate title uh, under the purview of the State Office of Mental Health. What do you envision with this job, and why is it so important to you? There's really a very limited pipeline ability for someone who's a paraprofessional, who's interested in a career in mental health, to essentially move up the ladder and really develop that career. So if someone coming from high school or someone with an associate's degree might want to develop a career in mental health, and there's very little entree for them. A lot of the entree is around the clinical piece, around social work, around psychiatrists, but there's sort of a limited piece around paraprofessionals. Other agencies have looked into this and have created job titles. In substance use services, there's something called a CASAC, which is a counsel for substance abuse. In In the developmental disability field, you have people who are IDD workers. You have in the nursing industry, you have CMAs. You have all these different titles. But we in mental health don't have that title for a paraprofessional. And we're playing the long game here saying that, yes, we come in every year. We have a workforce shortage like most people do, and we come in, as you know, we talk about Ecola every year, and we really fight for the workforce. But we have to play the long game and figure out how we can get young people involved and enthusiastic about careers in mental health. And we look at this job title as an ability for them to say, okay, I've got a high school degree. I really am interested in this field. I want to get in the field get engaged, and hopefully move up the ladder to develop a career in the field. And what are the types of services that someone with this job title could potentially perform? Now, they can't perform things like counseling because obviously that is under the purview of the clinicians. So they're not doing that, but they're doing a lot of advocacy for the individual. They're helping them with benefits. They're helping them engage in kind of different ways that they could themselves move towards recovery and things of that nature. So a lot of it is sort of like, in many ways, like a case management function. They can do group work. They can do all kinds of things to motivate individuals and help them and provide resources for them. So again, they are not clinicians, but they help the clinical staff dramatically. If you talk to somebody in the OASAS field, who is a clinician, they'll tell you that a KSEC is the best thing that ever happened to them because it helps lighten their workload because the KSEC is out doing a lot of things that the clinician would normally have to have done in the past. Does the job title also translate to more money than what a person might otherwise be able to make? I would like to think so. I would think because of the curial ladder opportunity that there would be more money. They might start at a salary that's commensurate with somebody beginning in the field, but the idea is that there'd be career ladders and ultimately, you know, maybe they get a BA or maybe they get something of substance so that they can, again, 
move up the career ladder. Well, yeah. Do you envision this job as something that is transitional, or could this potentially be the peak for someone in their career? It it could be. If you look again, the model is the CASAC model, the counselor in training, the counselor in substance use services. They, there are people who have careers as CASACs, able to move up the ladder and, frankly, make a decent salary and be able to, you know, this is their career ladder. It's a good thing. And then what does this translate to on the side of New Yorkers who actually need services? What does the title mean to them? The, the title to them essentially means that we have a larger workforce. We have a more engaged workforce. As you know, ever even before COVID, but since COVID, the level of the increase in terms of individuals with mental health needs in Medicaid plans and commercial plans has increased dramatically. The more and greater workforce we can to expand those services and those programs, the better we are. Let's turn to another issue, and that's the creation of a mental health workforce center within the Mental Health Association of New York State. What do you envision with this type of center, and what sort of support do you need from the state for something like this? Because is it something that your group could just do on its own? Well, yes, it's one and two, and we are we are looking to figure out ways to help do it on our own. Certainly, funding would help dramatically. Just the resource of having an individual put this together, we envision this kind of like, you know, how the Department of Labor has one stops where you go and you can find out about a job or career path. There's no kind of one stop for mental health specifically. So if somebody is interested, again, in a career in mental health, this could be anyone. It could be somebody with a qualified mental health associate or it could be someone who is a clinician. It could be anyone who's interested in the field of mental health. We envision that they can find out more about what that means, what kind of qualifications they need, what kind of degree they need, the whole, you know, what kind of jobs are available to them, what kind of internships are available to them. There's all a strong movement around mentoring and internships. What kind of mentoring and internships would be available to them? It's really, we envision it as a mental health one-stop. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about rebuilding and boosting the state's mental health workforce. And our guest is Glenn Liebman, CEO of the Mental Health Association of New York State. So when I think about a center, Glenn, I think about a physical location that people are going to. Do you envision something like that? Or is this more of a digital remote option that you're looking to put together? It's Right now, it's digital remote. It'd be nice and be aspirational in many ways to have a physical center where people could come. But right now, given the limited amount of resources, we'd be talking digitally. And is there reason then to believe that this information isn't out there uh, on the Internet for someone who's looking to find it? Is it really that difficult to find out information about job openings, trainings, scholarships, etc.? I think, David, that the answer is it's piecemeal, mm-hmm. that you can go maybe one area and find something and another area to find something else. There's not that sort of one step where you can get all of the information at the same time. And we, again, envision that We'd be talking about mentorships and internships and things like that. And the idea is that we'd survey everyone in the mental health field and find out if they have an internship available. So you're down on Long Island in Suffolk County and you find out, geez, you know, I'm interested in career. I'm getting my master's from social work at Stony Brook and I'm interested in career, but I want to stay down in Suffolk County. You go onto the site and you see, oh, here's internships that are available throughout Suffolk County or here's the possibility of career paths in programs in Suffolk County. 
you know, we really try to regionalize it, but also really be expansive as possible. Well, turning to another issue, you're looking to have the State Office of Mental Health mimic a program that its counterpart that services people with developmental disabilities has begun doing with direct support professionals and this idea of micro-credentials. What do you envision in this space? What we envision is that uh, SUNY has a partnership with the Office of OPWDD. And essentially what that is is they provide micro-credentials for individuals who want to have careers in developmental disabilities. So the idea is that these direct support professionals get micro-credentialed and actually get pay, increased pay for taking those micro-credential classes. So they're able to do that. And again, it's about a career ladder. The whole notion is a great notion, and we support it completely. We just want to make sure that the Office of Mental Health also should be engaged in this as well. We think it makes sense. Again, we're all about promoting career ladders and promoting the idea of an expansive mental health system. So we just want to make sure that the Office of Mental Health is engaged with SUNY or CUNY or whoever to make sure that they develop the career ladders as well or this this idea of the micro-credential. Is this primarily about creating a financial incentive or does the credentialing potentially come with a higher level of care because of the process that people have had to go through to get that credentialing? I I think both. I think it's, it's absolutely both. I think, you know, if somebody's applying for a job and they, somebody is, you know, competing with somebody else for a job and they have a micro credential specific to mental health, that might be something that like, Jesus really carries something. It's a credential. It's a certification. This really might carry something shows they have an expertise. So maybe this person would be hired. Maybe they get a little more pay for that money for that credential as well. Well, sticking with higher education, you're also looking for community colleges to sort of expand their role more broadly in the mental health space. What are you looking for there? So what we're looking for there, I think, is that, you know, the idea of, again, it's all about careers in the field. The whole notion being, how do we develop more careers in the field? Community colleges are an incubator for this they can be out there and saying, okay, here's the coursework necessary to develop a career as a mental, whatever you want to call it, a mental health professional, mental health, whatever you want to call it, they can develop that and they can develop the coursework necessary for that. So somebody, again, is graduating with an associate's degree in the mental health field, much like a human service worker, and now they're qualified to work in mental health. They could go on to a four-year degree to maybe you know, get a get a stronger degree, or they can maybe start working in the field. Um, so there, you know, you you don't want to limit the possibilities. And what we're really trying, the whole notion of this is just raising the visibility and talking about mental health as a career for someone. You know, when I was young, I know a hundred years ago, we used to have you know people would come to school, nurses would come to school. Different professionals would come to school, and the idea being that, okay, it's career day. We're going to talk about careers as nurses or careers as teachers or careers as whatever. No one back then, and I don't think even today, thinks, okay, we're going to bring in a mental health professional to talk at career day and have someone, geez, this is a great, interesting job. I would love to be a mental health professional. So this is the whole idea of creating that sort of like conversation more and more now. 
we're seeing because of COVID and other related issues. Young people are very open about talking about mental health, much more so in recent years. And so why don't we take advantage of that and have them themselves maybe develop careers in the field? Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Glenn Liebman. He's the CEO of the Mental Health Association of New York State. Glenn, thank you so much for visiting us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Great to be here. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.